Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast with your host, James Woodham, giving you the best tips on achieving the perfect renovation whilst making it as fun, safe, and as cost-effective as possible by hearing from experts in the industry and people that have been through the experience themselves. Let me introduce your host, three times award winner of leading renovation website, House, and over 15 years in the industry, renovating just over 200 properties, James Woodham. Hello and welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. Uh, my name's James and um, again, uh, we promised you that we're going to bring you different types of episodes on the Property Renovation Podcast to to uh, give you a different flavour of the kind of um, uh, information that we want to uh, give you to educate yourself uh, to do any renovation. And um, this one's a little bit different. So um, this is where we've interviewed a designer that works for Akiva Projects. And um, we're talking, I'm talking to her about why it's important to have um, to pay for someone to come in and invest uh, the time to, to do 2D and uh, 3D plans, uh, renders and elevations and technical drawings for uh, a project that you may be considering. Um, it, I think it's super important. Ellie does as well. And um, now you're just going to hear from her as well. Just before I let you go and listen to that, um, don't forget you can... Uh, download uh, and subscribe to the Property Renovation Podcast from iTunes or Stitcher. Um, and uh, don't forget, leave a review because um, we want to only get better and only provide more value more value and more advice out there uh, for you guys. Um, also, don't forget that we've got a, pro, um, a group on Facebook and uh, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Property Renovation Podcast. In there, what we're trying to do is um, allow you to discuss. Um, we want we want a, a, bunch, a, lo- a different bunch of people coming in there. So customers, um, maybe like you've, you're just about to do a renovation. So members of the public, uh, builders, designers, architects, we want everyone to come in there where you can discuss, ask, ask a question. Perhaps you can suggest something that you want to have um, come, uh, what you want us to talk about on the, on the, the podcast as well. So I won't um, talk anymore. I'll let you uh, listen to the next episode. Enjoy it. And uh, thank you for listening. Okay, so welcome back to the Property Renovation Podcast. Today, I thought that we could get a designer um, on the uh, podcast and we can discuss why uh, it's important to have um, 2D um, elevations and technical drawings and 3D renders within... Uh, doing a project um, and we've spoken before before the podcast and we've got 10 uh, points that we think are the reasons why it's so important to have them um, so I'm just going to introduce you to um, Ellie um, who's a, a designer for Akiva Projects and um, and then we'll just um, I'm just going to list everything that's uh, on, on, the, on the list at the moment, and then we'll go through each one and Ellie can elaborate um, on those points. So number one, we think that um, seeing if the furniture fits and, um, and how it's arranged within your space 
um, and ha- if it meets your requirements is, is point number one. Number two is about planning and marking uh, the position of your sockets and switches and lighting so that um, you can make any changes later on and you're, you can be happy with the, with the final layout that you've got. Um, point three is um, giving you and the builder a good guide to work from. So um, everything can be simplified and there's less discussions to have or repetitive discussions to have. Um, everything can be in a guide um, and given to the contractor as a pack um, when, when they start the job. Um, number four is to determine uh, the quantity of the purchases. So you might think that you need one um, item of a purchase and then you discover that that's not enough and you need maybe a, an additional one or um, or you want to subtract and, and, and get rid of one because they don't quite fit. Um, point number five is helping with the precision. So the, the precision of, uh, if you, for an example, you were doing a bathroom, then you would talk about um, the shower valve and where that exactly is going to go. Um, we'll go back into it a little bit more. Um, about saving time as well. Saving time on a project is the best thing. You want the project to really go from A to Z, uh, from start to finish, as uh, efficiently as possible. So that's another point. Um, planning ahead uh, when making the choices for the purchases as well. And getting exactly what you ask for. So coming home and then being pleasantly surprised with um, what has been fitted and and how it's been done. Saving you money um, because um, it can, I mean, well, it can save you money, right? So um, we can talk about uh, saving you time versus saving you money. And if you were to about to purchase an item um, and then you you quite, you find that it doesn't actually fit, then you haven't got to worry about ordering it and then sending it back and losing stocking charges and um, paying for it to be sent back as well. Um, Preventing inconvenience um, at your work. So if you're at work and then you're going to be constantly bombarded with phone calls from the contractor asking you where this goes, what what is this, how does this get fitted, all of this kind of thing, um, then uh, that that would be of benefit as well. Um, And then seeing the layout... uh, Seeing the layout that gives you a chance to adjust what you saw in your mind um, and then what you see in reality. And then finally, um, it reduces doubt for contractors and therefore um, possibly you receive a better quote. So, Ellie, if we can just start from number one about um, seeing if the furniture furnishings fit and arrange them um, to, to, uh, to, your, to suit your needs and your requirements. What do you think? Sure, sure. Hi, guys. First, thank you for inviting me. Um, well, I see the first point is one of the most important of all because uh, um, sometimes uh, uh, what the client wants in his bathroom is not what we can fit because of the space, mm-hmm. because of the, um, let's say, kind of house that is going to be fitted. So I, in my opinion, the best thing to do is to show the client the space that is available mm. within the purchase that he wants to do, and then we can adjust it according to what he does, what, what, what he wants, and mm. what we can actually offer to the client. So you would, um, you'd present that 
and then it gives the client a chance to change their mind and maybe they can have a, a, a few revisions on that to see what, and then they've got something to compare with. Absolutely. If, if you think about um, a quite recent trend about the free sending bath, mm-hmm. which are amazing, which are beautiful, but re- they require a lot of space. Yeah. So we need to offer a client an alternative if the freestanding bath is going to eat up half of the space in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So not everyone can have everything, but for sure, with a professional, we can surely offer a beautiful, better alternative. I think it's a really good point you said about the, the freestanding bath because um, <laughs> a, a few people might not think that you, you when you put in a freestanding bath anyway, you have to consider all of the tiles from, from, um, from right down on the floor to, you know, at least two meters high in, in terms of if you're going to have a shower on the freestanding bath. So there's a lot more to consider when, when you're doing it. Y- yes, this is the, the most common item that we need to uh, consider in terms of uh, what the client wants uh, and what he can have. Because sometimes uh, uh, a very, very tiny bathroom uh, is, 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 a, is a tricky one to be, uh, to be refurbished, to be designed, but with the right decisions really is going to look bigger Mm. comfortable and perfect for the dimension that he has so i guess what you what you mean is as well is like you could it's it's about practicality so in what you know what you have in your mind if a customer has that in uh, vision in their mind it might not work practically so having it in front of you on paper um or in a file you can see it and um then raise some questions Sure. Backing that up. Okay, good. Exactly. Um, so point number two, we're talking about like marking your sockets and switches and lighting. Yes. So why, why would that be important for a customer, do you think? Um, I think this is happening especially in the kitchen, in, uh-huh. in kitchens or maybe in the living rooms. But I, every time we talk about the sockets point, electrical points, lights, I would refer to kitchen rather than bathrooms, especially because... Um, uh, people that cook, people that like to use the kitchen, they yeah. need exactly some socket. But if they are not defined from the beginning, it's going to be um, a misunderstanding between the client mm-hmm. and the builder. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, the builder doesn't know yeah. where, where to add some socket. And this is going to affect the final quotation because, of course, the electrician gives a certain quote, quotation for the job before starting. And then the client at, <laughs> at a certain point says, well, uh, I want four sockets. I want two double sockets there. Yeah. And this is a quite unpleasant surprise because the electric stage happens quite early. Yeah. And uh, the and marking uh, the position of the sockets according to what the client needs uh, is absolutely important to avoid any misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah. That's I think it. I think it just gives more. Um, so if you got them in an in an elevation, you can see what height they are um, coming off the countertop and stuff like that. Because there are um, other electrical points that a customer would not necessarily consider. Like you need exactly. to have, you need to have a each fuse point for each appliance sometimes. So. 
it's th those are the additional points and then yeah. you can have other options of like maybe not having the sockets on the wall but they could be in set within the counter top and stuff like that so it just frees up all of the tile space and again it you know mentioning tiles so if you're gonna if you are if we are referring to a kitchen and you've got the tiles on the back and you've got a really nice pattern and then um, someone else someone comes in and tiles around it but doesn't think about the pattern in terms of where the where the position of the sockets are going to go you right. could end up ruining that pattern so I think uh, and then in terms of like um, re avoiding repetitive work for the contractor if you're just being very vague with no supporting documents and saying I want four points on the wall um, and then you come home and then you go but I didn't want that point there you know yeah. I guess it's you know, you can always refer back to the electrician and say, well, it says it on the elevations that uh, this is the position. So they've got not really anything to stand on if they haven't followed instruction. Absolutely. And then there is one other point regarding the electrics in general. Um, the clients, uh, if chooses a um, designer, mm. At that stage, so the design stage, uh, the client can also decide uh, where to have separate switches, common switches, mm -hmm. or just one for everything. In the kitchen or in the bathroom, there are always mirror light or under cabinet light. Yeah. So we need to be really careful because if we don't specify anything, the builder may decide himself. Yeah. So and <laughs> that's what we want to avoid. <laughs> That, I, that bit, exactly. yeah. I mean what, what what a builder's mind is doesn't always marry up to what the the customer's vision is and and yeah that's where i think that's where a lot of our dis, uh, you know disagreements and arguments can can happen yes but it is also natural i mean i don't think there is anyone that has a, a fault is no. responsible for it just because uh, it's a it's something that was overlooked yeah and that's wrong yeah okay um how about this point where it gives the builder a guide to work from? You like so. I think um, what we're trying to yeah. say here is that if a if a builder can always refer to these plans that may be being stuck on the wall, then um, they 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 in themselves will be more confident in doing the job and they'll be more happy. Absolutely, he's going to be happy about the job. He's going to be uh, physically. He's got to understand mm. way before um, how the, the, the room is going to look like. That, that's very important because uh, um, all the time we put on the walls, the plants, mm. the builders initially come out with a lot of questions, but just initially yeah. because they, need, they already know how the space is going to look like. Mm. They have dub, concern, anything, but it's something that we can answer at the demolition stage, yeah. not later. Yeah. So this is a very, very crucial, important point. And then, of course, if we put together our knowledge with the builder's knowledge, mm -hmm. the result is going to be even better. Yeah. Because if we mark a socket or the buzzing position um, in a few centimeters on the right, let's say, and the builder suggests that it's better on the left because of the pipe work that they find out after the demolition, yeah. this is this becomes a teamwork. Mm -hmm. And that's very good. And that's and it, well, it just reduces the stress for the client as well, because then, you know, not every client, uh, not every customer is, is sure about maybe their decisions that they're making and they're relying on the experts 
around them. So, um, yeah, it, it supports that fact. Okay. Um, yes. And then uh, determine the quantity of purchases. So, so what do we mean by determining the quantity of the purchases? Um, just a simple example. Sometimes the client doesn't know that they have to buy also the toilet seat. Yeah. Or the toilet system as well as, as the toilet itself. Yeah. So he's going to end up ordering himself the toilet pan, and when the plumber says, "Okay, where is the system?" and silence, because yeah. of course uh, it's something that we know. And uh, what we usually do to help the client with the purchases uh, is to um, develop an elevation and a plan, mm-hmm. showing number from 1 to X, let's say 12 or 15, mm-hmm. all the items. Yeah. So from the toilet roll holder to the system, to mm-hmm. the mirror, mm-hmm. to the pendant lights, so we know exactly what we are going to buy. And especially the client knows exactly how much he's going to pay for those kind of items those kind of items so having like a a a visual of that as well and then like a a link to the the website absolutely Um, yes i think the um the added benefit of that as well is like if we already know where it's coming from um then you've got the option of you you pass those details or you pass the link onto the builder and then the builder if they are proactive enough they can download any of the technical diagrams because there has been times when a plumber would go to site thinking I'm going to install something like a shower valve, but then gets to site and says, oh, right, so I need those parts. And then he goes off site to go and get them and then gets caught in traffic or whatever and then loses hours when he could actually have had that fitted. So I think if he downloads all, the, if they download all of the technical diagrams to it, then they know exactly what size components to get to to fit it and I, I think just arriving once and doing the job is much 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 better than two visits as well yes and and then uh, maybe it goes also in the following points mm. but once you have the plan ready from the beginning and the technical specification of the items let's keep talking about the sister there are some that are very slim mm-hmm. some others are instead quite thick quite deep let's say so we already know from the beginning with the builder that double check the the specification that we can do what the design offers or not yeah so this is as i said this becomes a teamwork but without a plan without uh, an elevation is really really too value too difficult to be defined well i think the common um phrase that people say i've heard it before is like fail to plan plan to foul you know and and i think (laughs) it's it's very common you hear a lot of people say that um but yeah it's just all about um discovering those points and raising everything early on early on in the project at the beginning rather than dealing with it on the day i think is what we're trying to avoid okay um and then uh, I think we've got helping with the, pre- the precision of everything. So, like, yeah. the, where this goes, where that goes. Maybe you can elaborate on, on s- several points. Like referring yes. to a bathroom, for instance, I'd guess. Yes, we always mention the bathrooms because uh, they, I think for our 
point of view, but also for the builder point of view, is a more complex room because it has a lot of uh, um, items to be installed from the tiles. And when you say tiles, you mean uh, also the grout color, you mean uh, the silicon, and you mean also the trims. So all the details. Yeah. So um, before our job is finished, so just the last point before handed over the work to the builder, we are going to send an accurate list of, of everything that has been chosen by the client. Mm -hmm. So this means being precise. It's not just a matter of uh, adding the dimension to the plan or showing how far needs to be the sink from the toilet because mm -hmm. um, what also we can do is oh, <laughs> we do always, is to um, add in those dimensions that I just said before, but uh, with a note that the minimum requirement has to be, for instance, the distance from the toilet to the wall has to be no less than 200 millimeters, okay. even if, because we need the, the client to be comfortable as well. Mm -hmm. It's something that the builder should know already, but uh, we put on plan. And when his plan is written, so you cannot really, really make a mistake on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, you, you can actually um, just see the amount of space that you've got again, and it's just having having that chance. Okay, um, saving time. So saving yeah. time overall in general, I guess, you know, if you've got all of this. Yes, because we can say that when someone hires a design, spends time yeah. to discuss all the options with the design. So the client may say, it doesn't save me time because it takes time. Especially with me, I want to know everything. I'm so precise. So, But this is something that when you actually have decided what you really want with a professional, you know that from that point on, mm. you're going to gain a lot of time because yeah. you won't be in, in it won't, won't be inconvenienced at all in terms of uh, oh this is not possible oh this is this is wrong this is not it's not something that the client is going to um, incur. So even if initially you spend time hiring someone and find the best option for you. Then at the building stage, which is the most stressful for the client because it's going to live in the dust for yeah. a few weeks, uh, at that stage, uh, the time is going to perfectly schedule because uh, what they are going to have is exactly what they want. Yeah. No, I, I think that they can save time in a lot of other ways as well. I mean, yeah. um, if you talk, uh, you know, a typical customer might have to go work and have to be in work at nine, so they have to leave at 7.30. And um, the builder um, would probably have their own access and they would start at eight. So they've already missed the client. So there's not, um, you know, any questions that they've got or if they're not too sure about what doing. And let's just pretend that they don't have a plan. Yeah you know, um, then they're going to be um, calling the customer up on the way to work whilst they're in work, you know, disturbing them, asking questions, maybe sending text messages and images and stuff like this, when really, if they had everything from the beginning, all of that gets reduced a hell of a lot. So, they, so you do save time. Um, and, you know, the, we've had uh, clients in the past where 
they've um, there's been quite an important factor to mention, and they chose not to ha- go with the design. Um, but instead, what happened is that they had to leave work early, and then they had to get home as fast as possible to make a decision so that it could be implemented on that day. And I think um, you know, you just think about all of that time that they lose as well. So they do save time. Yes. Um, planning ahead when making choices for purchases. So yeah. what's this about then? Um, it, it is related to the choice of uh, purchase we offer. Mm-hmm. Because uh, what we uh, do when we design is to um, create 2D and 3D. The client is happy at a certain point of the uh, final option that we give. But, as I said before, we offer a list of purchases mm-hmm. available. And let me explain what available means. Uh, available in terms of um, that they, they are similar to the model that the client wants. Okay. They are within the budget that they have and they are available means in stock mm-hmm. because we cannot even think to go ahead with something for a client that is out of stock and is going to be back in stock in six months if the client wants to, wants to start immediately the project. So um, this allow us to know more or less when it's going to be delivered to site so we can do the schedule or the project manager can do the schedule plus the client will know how much it's going to spend. Yeah. Uh, There are the two key points. Mm -hmm. So time as usual and money as usual. So that's the big point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I've got here get exactly what you ask for. Um, I think I put this point, didn't I? So this is about um, not being disappointed. So reducing the chance of disappointment um, and knowing that, you know, because ultimately, you know, a project is meant to be quite enjoyable. And if we talk about, you know, from the point that you start having the idea in your head to do the project, to saving for it, it can take a, a customer quite a considerable amount of time to do that to the point when they're ready. So, you know, when doing the project, it's got to be enjoyable. You can't worry all the time about it. And I think um, if they're at work wondering what um, is going to be done when they're at home or is, is it going to be done right? Are the tiles going to be in the right position? Um, you know, is the bath going to be where I want it? All of this kind of thing. And I think um, relating back to having these designs, um, they can be reassured that you know, providing they hire the right builder, they're going to read the instructions and do exactly what they want. And just imagine that, you know, they'll come home and everything will be exactly how they had it and how they agreed to have it. And yes. um, then they're happy. They don't have to, you know, call the builder up at seven o'clock at night and go, I didn't want it there and I wanted it over there. And, you know, all of that just gets, you know, that's just gone, isn't it? So you just save Absolutely. a lot of time. And the builder's happy and, and the customer's happy. So Yeah, because of course, also the, the builder is not going to be happy if he does something that has to redo twice. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, because even if he double, if he charged double because of the misunderstanding or because it's not his fault, it's something that didn't go smooth. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then there's that fine line of whose fault was it as well, yeah, you know, and you don't really... Uh, 
you, you don't get anywhere in, in blaming anyone. And I think uh, you just you need to have facts. And if they don't follow the, the plan, that's the fact. Yes. Okay, good. Um, then uh, saving money, saving money in general. So um, yeah, it is related to the just previous point because yeah. we just mentioned doing things twice. Uh, we just mentioned uh, get exactly what the client wanted. So that's basically what we need to uh, ensure. Mm -hmm. We need to also say there is a stage which is called demolition point, yeah. where we find out if it is everything underneath. <laughs> how we were expecting or not but some usually you allow some tolerance for these because if we, if we find out that a pipe cannot be moved we can um, arrange it some, some in a different way yeah. we can do something but of course if the plan if the rendering is already agreed and uh, everything goes smooth mm. you surely surely save a lot a lot of money i guess um just talking about the plans then so yeah. and if something from the, the the demolition point is when you really know if that plan is going to be achievable yeah um would it make sense if you had um, a plan a and a plan b so you know, yes, like, yeah. Yeah, we usually do this. Yeah. We usually do. I mean, the client approves one thing, mm -hmm. one um, favorite plan. Then, if it is not reachable, but not reachable is not something that is going to change totally the layout. Yeah. It's just okay. a matter of moving um, a toilet, for instance, or a sink of a few centimeters, or maybe rotated in on the other wall but it's something that a professional should be aware about because if you see a box behind yeah. a toilet if you see a box behind the sink you already can suspect that there is something that has not been removed before for a reason yeah. so the client is happy with a layout but the client knows already that there is a plan b you you're not going to abandon the client no. alone, no. Okay. Yeah, so having those two plans, then the builder can be advised that, okay, look, I'm going to go away on holiday because typically, you know, customers like to get out of the way. I think of that's the best, the, the best thing to do. So, um, and then they can say that, you know, ideally, uh, this is my preference. I, I would like plan A to happen. However, yeah. if you discover that that can't be achieved, then this is plan B and sure. uh, we can refer to that so there isn't yeah you're right you know it's not this point where the builder then drops the tools and stops work and then says Absolutely. oh uh well what do i do now because we've discovered that this pipe is in the box and it you know it can't be moved Absolutely. okay um next one is uh, preventing inconvenience at work i think we've, we've already mentioned this a little bit anyway but you know uh the customer is busy at work paying for the project um, and they've probably got meetings or they can't be disturbed, you know, at certain times, maybe, you know, and it's and it's just lunchtime. That's the only point. Well, you know, it's the builder's lunchtime as well, isn't it? So, you know, um, yes. you don't want to be getting loads of text messages whilst you're at work and um, having to answer that or, you know, going back to like being having sent images and getting on the phone and talking. But yeah. then exactly, sometimes you are, if you're not on site, if you're not home, uh, it's very tough to decide, to take decisions. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Yeah, you know, just like imagine receiving a builder a phone call from a builder, and he's he's saying something really technical and saying it won't fit there because of this, and you're on the phone at work and you can't really see, so you're thinking, I don't really understand what you're saying, and I'm getting worried, you know, and um, but I can't leave work, you know, it's just the same thing. So no, again, it's, it's so stressful, of course. Yeah. Not, yeah. It's already stressful having the house in looking like inside. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, seeing the layout, um, seeing the layout before it happens, and then giving you the chance to make the adjustments, because not necessarily what's in your mind is is what's going to work. So, do you want to elaborate on that a bit? Yes, this is more on the aesthetical point of view because we cannot forget the aesthetical point of view because yeah. you want a different bathroom because uh, you don't like the one that you have. That's a very good point. <laughs> you want a different kitchen because uh, you want a better looking one. Of course, a better, a more um, modern, you want something new, but uh, you want the, the kitchen, the bathroom, the bedroom look like exactly you want. Mm-hmm. But sometimes what you have in mind uh, is not exactly the same. If you think about uh, also the flooring, you want a beautiful wood floor in your living room, no? Mm-hmm. And you spot on the internet something really beautiful, but you don't consider that maybe the floorboard are short that what you thought, are longer than what you thought, mm-hmm. they are squared. With our help, you will exactly see what you're going to have. And then you decide if you like it or if you don't. So this is a very important point because the aesthetical point of view is something that basically moves the client and push him to decide to hire us. So we need absolutely to help them also with something else. Because as I said already several times, we studied, we are, we have, this, we got this knowledge because we studied all mm. the different styles, all the different cultures mm. in the world, of course. And uh, when the client asks for some style, we need to guide the guide client. Them. Yeah. Absolutely. To help, uh, to, to get them recognize what vintage means, what, uh, Victorian means, etc. So it's up to us also to get give them the chance to see the space before approving the design. And that's, I think, is the most important role of the 3D rendering. Have you have you had um, a client where they've, they've they've said to you like, I want all of this, uh, you know, and they've given you the whole list, and then you've generated an image. And then they've changed their mind and they don't want that because they've seen it now. 80% of them. 80%. Yeah. Because they think that this, something can work together, but, but they don't. If, if you think about the huge amount of shade of wood, yeah. a, a, a natural Scandinavian... Um, Scandinavian, sorry, um, floorboard uh, mm. is barely working with a cherry essence. Okay, yeah. Cherry and essence, yeah. For instance, yeah. yes, because it's red. Or uh, maybe something, mm, mm, so, someone keeps mixing you know, too many styles, which is 
not always means that he's eclectic. He's a bit confusing sometimes. <laughs> so that's that's why we are we are there helping. I guess without... um, it's like following trends as well, isn't it? It's like oh, I've seen my friend that they've got that in their place, and I think it would look good in mine. And then once you see it, you go, oh, yes. gosh, no, maybe it doesn't. Or like <laughs> you know, going onto Pinterest, and there's so many beautiful pictures of a beautiful bathroom or a beautiful kitchen you want exactly the same and then once you've generated that within the size of your space and what you have you then realize it might not necessarily work but this gives you the chance maybe yes or or adjust because at the very end uh, when you speak to the client uh, that the same client that initially put some uh, 10 important principles or 10 important points for the room. When you speak then to them, you understand that the very important ones are just three. And then you can elaborate the rest of them around the three main Mm -hmm. points. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I've got here uh, a point that I mentioned just for the last one, which is about reducing the doubt for contractors and therefore possibly receiving a better quote. Yes. So by that, I mean that, you know, if you're getting a a quotation to do your renovation or something, maybe on a bigger scale. And they're looking and thinking, okay, well, the, the contractor has a lot of thought process to, processes to go through and thinking, okay, well, what if this is going to happen and what's that going to happen? So, um, and the typical thing that you hear from a, from a customer anyway, and you know, this is fair, but they ask for a ballpark figure and a ballpark figure is really, um, just supposed to be just an idea of cost of what you know something similar has been done for before but um to get to an accurate costing for a contractor to be happy with because once they submit that to the client they need to be sure that you know they 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 can't within a certain um contingency they can't really double the price or anything like that so and they're quite nervous. It's quite a nervous thing to do to hand over and say, right, well, you know, for let's say 20,000, I'm going to do your renovation for. And then um, you've, you know, you've got no plans. Um, they're going to be less, more, more hesitant about it and, and in, in wanting to start. And so they, they would eventually, contractors would tend to overprice, maybe. I mean, this is not for. In, for you know, saving themselves, you mean to yeah, them but this out. is yeah, and we must say that you know this isn't like what builders typically do, or we know what builders do. But yeah. um, it's it's like you do anything, you know. You you would also also allow some protection for yourself if you're if you're doing yeah. it, if you were a contractor. So yeah, so having those plans, you can really sit at home and think about it and be sure about the cost that you're sending over to your client. Yes. We can we can calculate from the plan, from an accurate plan, not just uh, how much uh, flooring do you need, but also the skirting board, the amount of uh, paint that you need. Yeah, not by, even by the square meter or something. Everything, yeah. everything, because the plan is something that reflects the reality. You can even count the number of tiles because we leave the space, the three millimeters or two millimeter grounds. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, if I was a potential client, I would really <laughs> consider the option of design. Oh, I've been a designer. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Well, that's it, really. I think, um, Ellie, thank you very much for coming on to the Property Renovation thank Podcast. Thank you for inviting think, me, Kat. Uh, this will really help people out there. Um, and uh, to our listeners, we're going to summarise everything anyway. 
Um, and um, we'll probably put some some notes on, on a blog um, and we'll put that uh, in the link as well in the episode. Yeah. Um, so, guys, thank you very much. Thank you, Ellie, for coming My here. My pleasure. Thanks okay. for you. And, um, guys, um, don't forget, you can come into our community, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash property renovation podcast. Um, and don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Um, if we hear from you, then uh, you know any any revision any review is a good review in our minds because we only get better. If there's anything that you want to hear um, us put on in an episode, then um, come into the group on uh, Facebook and and uh, and ask us there as well. And um, yeah, see you on the next episode. Thank you very much. Bye.